Hello to my two lovely listeners. I'm just kidding. I know there's more of you nowadays, and we appreciate your support. Before we get to the episode today, I want to go ahead and apologize for the sound quality. You're going to hear some echoes. You're going to hear some... Sometimes it's going to sound like we're in cans. Um, And you're also going to hear click clacks. Those are my dogs. This was the first time we recorded in person. And Samantha and I are not sound engineers, even though we are trying our best to learn how to properly record a podcast. So bear with us as we learn along this journey. In the meantime, enjoy this excellent episode that my fellow Reaper gal put together for us. I'm Samantha, and you're listening to Reaper Tales. Today I'm going to tell Montana about a cemetery that's local to me called Maple Hill Cemetery, and there's also a park right next to it that has the nickname Dead Children's Playground, which I'll explain a little bit more later on. But before then, Montana, what do you have for us? Glad you asked. (laughs) Uh, Today, we're going to be drinking the Haunted Graveyard. This is a bourbon drink, and to make it, you need... This makes two drinks, so we're in person, so we made two drinks um, together. But it is a half a cup of your favorite bourbon. I suggest Angel's Envy. It's my favorite. One third a cup of maple syrup, four orange slices, four to six splashes of bitters, one sprig of rosemary, and one cup of ice. And you're going to mix all of that together and shake it in a shaker and then pour over a large ice cube and a highball glass and add two sprigs of rosemary to garnish. And it looks beautiful. It really does. So here we go. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> Very yummy. All right, Sam, tell me about your haunted playground cemetery. Yeah, that, that works. I'm going to go over both. So, Well, to start with, Maple Hill Cemetery is located in Huntsville, Alabama. The land once belonged to Leroy Pope, who was an early settler of the area. He sold two acres of his land in, I saw varying accounts, but the repeated timeline was he sold two acres of land in 1822 to the city of Huntsville for the city's first public cemetery. Uh, Some of the sources said that it was suggested that it could have been closer to 1820, the placard that I saw on a couple of different um, websites that it was literally a picture of what should be on site shows 1818. Um, and the oldest marker is dated 1822. 
So somewhere between 1818 and 1822. It has been said that the cemetery is home to nearly 200 Confederate soldiers and a number of the Union soldiers that died during the American Civil War between the years of 1861 and 1865. These believed graves remain unmarked and are located in the oldest section of the cemetery. In 1924, the Cemetery Commission purchased an additional 59 acres of land from James B. Stevens for $12,000, which is roughly $192,000 in today's dollars. Thank you for doing that conversion for me. You're welcome. I know you wanted to know. This tripled the cemetery's size. Maple Hill Cemetery, Inc., a private cemetery, opened its grounds of a 7.7-acre lot next to the, the public cemetery in 1987. This cemetery holds approximately 10,000 burials, which was nearly an eighth of the total number of burials that were already in Maple Hill Cemetery. At present day, the cemetery is now roughly 100 acres and is the largest city-owned cemetery in the South. And from what I read, it's rapidly running out of room. I mean, you got to think about it. It's been it's been a while. That's what happens when a bunch of people die. <laughs> yeah, and you just keep their bodies. Uh, yeah. I mean, people don't stop dying. Okay, whatever. I mean, cremation's an option. Get cremated, people. That's what I'm trying I, to say. I want to be cremated. Cre- <laughs> I, can, I promise I can say it. Cremated. I don't want to come back in the zombie apocalypse. I thought you were going to say you wanted to be a creamery, and I was like, okay. That sounds gross. I mean, I would eat your ice cream. That's gross. <laughs> your people ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's going on a theme of having, we're talking about a cemetery, so it works. Uh, in 2008, the cemetery was added to the Alabama Historical Commission's Historical Cemetery Register, which I didn't even know was a thing. And in 2012, was added to the National Register of Historic Places. It's now one of the most important landmarks in the city. It's home to over 80,000, and some reports hint that it could be as high as 100,000 grave sites, including several notable members of political society, including five Alabama governors, Thomas Bibb, Clement Corner Clay, Reuben Chapman, Robert Patton, and David P. Lewis, and five U.S. Senators, John Walker, Clement Corner Clay, which I guess he was also a governor at some point. Jeremiah Clemens, Clement Claiborne Clay, which I'm assuming was related to the other Clement Clay from earlier, and John J. Sparkman. I feel like you had something to say. I was going to, I thought you were about to say uh, home, Robert Pattinson. I was like, I don't think he's dead. <laughs> Close, not quite. <laughs> I think he's just a vampire. Well, he's never going to die then. There we go. So he wouldn't be in there. No, no worries. Also, when you when you say it's home to an estimated 100,000 gravesites, all I think is 100,000 bodies, not gravesites. Well. <laughs> you just said it nicer. I, I mean, I'm trying. This, this whole thing's going to be kind of gruesome anyway, so I'll try to make it as nice as possible as we go along. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Other notable burials on the site include Conrad Dannenberg, who was a German-American rocket pioneer, which for those of you that don't know, Huntsville is home to a lot of aerospace, um, different companies, uh, Boeing, 
there's the aerospace, like, uh, I forget what it's called. You also have the Space and Rocket Center there. So that that's a huge industry in that city. Don Mincher, a Major League Baseball player, and Priscilla Holmes Drake, a woman suffragist. So that's the history of the cemetery. But the cemetery itself isn't the area most often discussed among the paranormal groups. There's a small playground in the cemetery's adjoining city park, Maple Hill Park. It's also believed to be one of the most haunted places in Huntsville, but I'll talk about that later. First, I wanted to go over just a few ghost stories about the cemetery itself. The first one is actually two people, but they're both from the Bibb family. Thomas Bibb was a state senator, the second governor of Alabama, and a wealthy plantation owner. He died in 1839, and he was buried basically in his backyard. (laughs) That didn't last too long. They decided to move his body to the cemetery, which makes sense. But it seems like he really wasn't too happy with them moving it. I guess he wanted to stay in the plantation uh, because it's been reported that, quote, On the night of a full moon, a spectral carriage driven by white horses can be seen pulling up to Thomas's grave. And the former governor will then exit his grave, get into the carriage, and ride around the cemetery attempting to find his way home to his beloved Belmina, which was the name of the plantation. And that was per... (laughs) I don't like to walk either, so... (laughs) That was per wearehuntsful.com. So, like, chill. Real chill. (laughs) Super chill. I mean, dude has some flair. Man after your own heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I, I, I so often when I want to go places, um, will hire a buggy, horse-drawn buggy to with white horses. Yeah, to pick me up. So, I mean, we're, we're the same people. I mean, obviously. So the other one is Mary Bibb, and she was Thomas's daughter-in-law. She was quote-unquote, accidentally, according to the records, poisoned by a servant on her wedding night. And she died a few unbearable weeks of suffering later. How do you accidentally (laughs) poison somebody? That's a very good question. That's why I said supposedly. Uh, Oops, I meant to poison somebody else, but unfortunately you got it. Yeah, that would be my only thought there is like it was meant for somebody else. I mean, the fact that they actually said poison, not like she got something that she was allergic to and they didn't know about it and she died. It specifically said poison. Okay. All right. Carry on. Also chill. And she died in May of 1835. Both the Chambers and the Bibb family were so aggrieved that they decided to build the first mausoleum in the cemetery for her final resting place. She was buried along with her rocking chair. It did not say why. (laughs) I guess she was in it a lot when she was sick, maybe. I don't really know. What was she, 80? No. Not not from what I could tell. It didn't give an age, though. I mean, she just got married, so they got married pretty young. Cracker Barrel does make some really good rocking chairs. That's true. If it's one of those, yeah, I get it. The reason why she's a part of the ghost stories is children in Huntsville will often go by the mausoleum to pay their respects, but also to see if they can have a ghostly encounter. It's said that if you knock on the wall of the mausoleum, 
her ghost will answer by rocking in her chair inside, which you can hear from the outside. Nope. <laughs> nope. At least you're separated from the ghost. Nope. Also, I'd love to know if that's not real and they just have like a automated thing in there that does it. I want to know how because that would actually be pretty cool and that might make it worth burying my body if I can do something like that. I'm, I'm not going to let your body be buried. <laughs> I'm going to have you cremated or I'm going to cremate you myself and I'm going to make jewelry out of you. Okay. And then so, sell it. <laughs> getting kind of morbid, but okay. <laughs> the next ghost is the ghost of Philip Flanagan. Philip's body rests in the oldest part of the cemetery, and it's said that he walks the grounds of this part of the cemetery, and he's really confused why he's dead. Philip was the second husband of the black widow of Hazel Green, Elizabeth Dale, Gibbons, Flanagan, Jeffries, High, Brown, Route. Does that remind you of anybody that maybe giggled a little too much? Uh, that, and again, what is that business card? Is it it's a trifold? <laughs> well, I mean, when you have that many husbands, it's kind of long. Why not just drop some of those names, man? I think she. I don't think they went by all that. Obviously, I think they went by the last name. But it's fun to name all the names because then you have the list of all the husbands that died. Well, that and like, well, yeah, uh, she she would probably just go by that because I was like, how does she sign a check? How big are those checks? Oh, that would take forever. <laughs> no thanks. Do just all the initials for the middle ones and then the last name. That might work. But anyway, she was rumored to have killed six husbands with, wait for it, rat poison slash arsenic. Oh, what? <laughs> Why is it always poisoning? I mean, at this time, it must have been really easy to get this stuff. So this also makes her one of the first serial killers in the U.S. And I will cover her story, I promise, soon. Um, I actually just discovered her while doing research for this episode. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I cannot wait to do more research into her. I actually already got a book. And oddly enough, that book was released March of this year. So that was interesting. And I don't think a lot of people from the research that I looked at for podcasts and stuff, it's really not a common thing to go over. So it should be pretty interesting. According to the reports, Elizabeth was not happy when after she married Flanagan, she found out he had a lot of debt. And she had believed he was super wealthy. Ooh, that's that's a tough one. I mean, you talk can't, about a letdown. Yeah, you can't love somebody who's broke. No, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> he obviously led her on. Oddly enough, after only three months of marriage, he started getting sick and saw the doctor forty-five times over the next three months before passing away. So she was married a total of six months. The records never had an official cause of death, but rumors flew that she had killed him with rat poison or arsenic. Well, and uh, let's see, Dale Gibbons, Flanagan. So he was number four, maybe three. The records never had an official cause of death, but rumors flew that she had killed him with rat poison and or arsenic. Some have said that they've seen Flanagan's spirit, and he has confirmed that his death was no accident, saying, I'm too young. I'm so sorry. My dogs just keep 
messing up the we're in person this week and my dogs keep either getting up and click clacking around we're digging in their bed or drinking water loudly (laughs) and there is one that's snoring right next to samantha so enjoy that because i can't cut that out of the audio (laughs) hopefully it's quiet enough it's not too bad anyways continue he has laid down okay uh he's confirmed his death was no accident saying i'm too young to die and there are no rats in this house. <laughs> what does that have to do? What does that have to do with getting There's no poison? rats in the house. Why does she have rat poison? Okay, yeah. That's because so she's sad. trying to kill you. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Uh, it's also been said that the widow herself sometimes roams the cemetery with a lantern in her hand, obviously looking for husband number seven. Girl, get it. Don't let death stop you. <laughs> right? Uh, Colonel William Hundley, according to reports, stands near Maple Hill office in full Confederate Army regalia. While this is alarming enough, he doesn't say anything. He just nods at you as you pass by. He's been seen numerous times over the last hundred years or so, and he's sometimes joined by his father. <laughs> Do you just give him finger guns as you go? There actually was a pretty interesting firsthand account um, by a writer, Jack Reeves. Um, But I got the information from rocketcitynow.com, and I'm just going to quote it. Quote, one day, Reeves took a stroll through the Maple Hill Cemetery, where she met a man who told her he had seen a ghost. The man said the ghost sat next to its gravesite and just stared off in the distance. Little did she know that that ghost would bring her back to her roots. The man said he walks past the grave of a, of a Confederate colonel every day. The colonel was killed in the Civil War. The man said every day he says, good morning, colonel. And the colonel bows his head. The man said the colonel just wants to be acknowledged. That man then brought me to the gravesite, and I was quite surprised to see it because it was the site of my great-great-grandfather who was killed in the Civil War, Reeves said. I mean, okay, but also, like, maybe he should just get a therapist and move on. <laughs> maybe. Can we have a ghost therapist? That would be great. I mean, would it, though? Maybe. I'll just, I'll just freak people out and just nod at them do the i think it's the tennessee wave or the alabama wave where you just kind of push your head up a little bit (laughs) yeah he's too cool the next one is the erskine i think it's erskine mausoleum albert russell erskine was the former president of studebaker erskine purchased and donated 12 acres of land to the maple hill cemetery in 1918 Unfortunately, Studebaker went belly up and left Albert drowning in debt, and he completed suicide on June June 10, 1933, in his mansion in South Bend, Indiana, named Tippecanoe Place. Nailed it. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) A mausoleum was built prior to his death for his mother and is now the location of his remains along with that of his parents and his wife. His ghost has been seen wandering around the mausoleum, but some have said that they also see him at Sue Erskine's home, which is in Franklin Street, Huntsville, 
the Russell Erskine Hotel, which is also in Huntsville, and the Tippecanoe Place, which was his home in South Bend, Indiana. So that's the main hauntings that are reported. I didn't see a lot of any kind of smaller reported hauntings, so that's pretty much it for the cemetery. So now we're going to move on to the playground. The playground is located in Maple Hill Park, better known as the Dead Children's Playground. I'll refer to it as DCP going forward, um, just because that name may bother some people. Um, so it'll be DCP. It's they didn't like they didn't cut any corners or like they weren't trying to be like vague when they were yeah. naming this place. So I I appreciate when people aren't vague. Uh, I don't always pick up on cues, but. There's not a lot to pick up here. No, no, they made it very transparent what to expect. <laughs> uh, it's been called this after many people reported seeing the swings moving on their own when there was no wind, seeing orbs of light floating about the height of a child's head, sometimes in person, other times in pictures that were taken and later developed. By the way, Montana, at one time we did this thing called taking pictures with film, and we had to take the film to a place that would develop it until we got the pictures later i always appreciate when you think that i am younger than i actually am because i worked in a in a place that developed them i'm talking in general for those that may not know about it but also i thought it was funny because i figured there actually are people that have no idea that that is how it used to be (laughs) selfies were a lot more difficult back then Oh, yeah. Half the time I just got my chin. <laughs> and you didn't know until you printed the picture. No. So you couldn't adjust. No. They also heard children's laughter and them calling out, seeing ghosts of children playing on the equipment itself. Some also said that they had seen uh, or they had heard a woman calling out to the children. It's believed the spirits of the children buried in the nearby plots in the Maple Hill Cemetery come out at night in play, often between the times of 10 to 3 a.m. Some sources said, especially at 3 a.m., which we all know is the wishing hour. Uh, But, I mean, whoever planned this playground had to have known that dead children were going to come up and play on it at night. Like, who puts a playground by a cemetery? I'll get to that part. (laughs) The the believe it idea of why the playground's there. Okay. All right. It's it's kind of more of a a lore type thing, but I think it probably had something to do with that. The playground itself is actually not part of the cemetery. And as far as I could find, there's no one actually buried in the park. It was originally a rock quarry from 1945 to 1955. And after the quarry closed, it was donated to the city of Huntsville, who turned it into a park in 1985. The park is surrounded on all three sides by limestone, which makes sense since it was a quarry. And that also helps lend to spooky vibes and legends. In 2007, the city officials had planned to remove the play area to make room for more burials as they were starting to run out of room. I mentioned that earlier. Overnight, they had cleared the area completely. Literally overnight. Just worked all night, I guess. And this was in 1980 what? 19... No, no, no. This was... So the... Playground was originally put in place in 1985, and then in 2007, yeah, the city officials had planned to remove it. So this was in 2007 when they did this overnight. Oh, okay. 
When the locals saw and heard what they had done and the plan to use the site for more graves, they were outraged and convinced the officials to change the plan. New equipment was installed almost immediately, and the playground remains there today. And I don't imagine they're going to try to do that again. Yeah, I mean, it probably upset those kids a lot. The I mean, obviously. Well, I knew which ones you were talking about. <laughs> but thank you for the clarification. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just want to make sure I'm always clear on what I mean. <laughs> Not the live ones, the dead ones. Okay, thanks. Luckily, the changes also seem to have made no difference to the spirits of the kids because they continue to play on the equipment and appear to visitors. So there are two main theories as to why the playground is haunted. The first theory is that the children died during the Spanish influenza that wreaked havoc in Huntsville in 1918. The pandemic killed an estimated 50 million people worldwide. And to put that into perspective, Approximately 16 million died in World War I, which had just ended. And almost 70, or sorry, 700,000 deaths were in the U.S. alone. During that time, Huntsville was hit especially hard by the flu. Per the Alabama Department of Health, the flu arrived in Alabama through Huntsville on September 25, 1918. Within 10 days, it had spread to the general population. In an article on October 5th from uh, the Alabama Department of Health, the reported cases had, cases had reached approximately 1,100 in the Huntsville area alone. One health officer said there was an additional 300 cases and seven deaths within the past 24 hours. By October 7th, this is two days, the Alabama governor ordered the closure of public areas, including stores, schools, and churches. Before another full week had passed, it was reported that only one local pharmacist and one local doctor were left uninfected, and this is in Huntsville, according to the Birmingham News. All It says a, dis, a desperate situation exists in Huntsville, growing out of the Spanish influenza epidemic. All druggists, physicians, and prescription clerks, except one, have been strucken, strucken, stricken with the disease, and a distressing appeal reached Montgomery last night in telegrams for immediate help in the stricken city. Uh, I don't know about you, but that brings, that brings a lot of PTSD. <laughs> it feels like very familiar to me and I just can't put my finger on why. Yeah. Hmm. I, I tried to high level that cause I didn't want to go too far in. Um, obviously COVID had been compared to the Spanish, Spanish influenza epidemic multiple times so I didn't feel like I needed to rehash that I was just I thought it was interesting that Huntsville got hit so hard but it does make sense because if you remember from the caverns episode they were a stop for the trains so a lot of people came in through Huntsville so it makes sense that it would have been brought to them first true okay I got you uh, and at this time, more than likely, the Birmingham area was more work-related because it was more on the steel and, and that sort of thing. So they probably didn't get a lot of just regular people coming into town, or not as much as Huntsville anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not that anymore, but yeah. For sure. <laughs> Parents tried to make sure their children left their windows closed in an attempt to stop the spread of the disease. There was even a rhyme that the children would recite. Quote, I had a bird. Its name was Enza. I opened the window and influenza. That is so catchy. I wish I was that brilliant as a kid. 
It's quite catchy. I don't know. I don't know that the kids came up with it, but they memorized it. Good on them. So there was never an official count of how many children died during the pandemic, but based on all of the information that I just gave and from what I could tell, it easily could have been in the hundreds in the city. So the idea is those children died. They were buried in the cemetery all relatively at the same time. Um, I mean, within a year to two years. So that's, they, they go to the playground to play. The second theory is that the bodies of several children that were abducted were found close to the site of the park in the 1960s. And the ghosts of these children are the ones haunting the site. This one, I will go ahead and preface. I could not find a single news report or quote unquote reputable source to confirm this, but it is a deep seated lore in the area. So I thought I would mention it. It doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it is kind of odd that it's weirdly specific on some of the details. And I, it's it's a re- repeated lore over and over. So it sounds like something parents told their kids when they were growing <laughs> up. Like if you don't behave, the uh, the boogeyman the boogeyman's gonna come and take you and bury you in the cemetery, and all you can do is play on that playground forever. Which wouldn't Jeez. well, it wouldn't entice me to be. No, there. it wasn't the playground yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because this is in the '60s. It was built in the in '85. Uh, I'm not good with timelines. <laughs> That's why I'm reminding you. Okay. Well, yeah. I also have notes in front of me. That helps. That does help you. It does not help me. <laughs> and I did the research, so I've seen these dates a few times. <laughs> Only a couple, handful. One I'm giving you the benefit. I'm trying to help. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. No, no, no. I I appreciate it. You're always so forgiving. I try to be. <laughs> Carry on. The lore I read on several sources said that a child's skull was found in the quarry because remember the it was a quarry until later when it was donated to the city. And this confirmed the city's worst fears that the abducted children were also being killed and that's why they weren't finding them. Upon further investigation, more remains were found of several of the children. Again, I want to stress this. This, I'm reciting lore. This is not a confirmed thing. Apparently, the abduction stopped after locating the remains of the children. Of course, there's some also some suggestions that this was a part of a satanic ritual. You knew that was going to be in there. I mean, it always is, especially, you know. When, when it's kids. Yeah. They were buried in the cemetery next to the park, and playground equipment was installed about 20 years later. Soon after this, locals started experiencing paranormal activity at the playground, giving it its name that it's known by now. So that's where the name came from. Okay. All right. Did they make a movie out of it? Is that what paranormal activity is? (laughs) Obviously. Okay. Actually, speaking of movies, uh, I did find a couple of videos, and I think I'm going to try to post one of them that's not super long and not exaggerated, I didn't feel like where it's just somebody videotaping the playground. They're really far away. There was nobody there. And one of six swings just starts swinging all on its own. Like it's dead still when he starts. And a few seconds in, it starts swinging on its own. And it's really weird. I don't like that. (laughs) I'll post it on Facebook. I think I can. Worst case, I'll post the link and you can see it because it should be on YouTube. Yeah, I don't like that. That's, that's not cool. 
We're going to go visit it, so you better get used to the idea. If a swing starts swinging on its own, I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> but they're kids. They just want to play. I don't like alive kids. I don't want to. Well, that's true. Um, that makes sense. Actually, that makes more sense. So I did find a few firsthand accounts on alabamahauntedhouses.com that were pretty interesting. So I wanted to put them in here. None of them had usernames, so I can't give credit, but I'll quote it. And I'm also going to put the title of these posts. So that way, if you want to go to alabamahauntedhouses.com, you can see these specific ones. And there's a lot of other ones too. I just took some of my favorites. The first one is called Play Ball, which is interesting. It says in an EVP. Wait a minute. It's play ball or playing balls? <laughs> All right, you're a five year old boy. Continue. <laughs> this is about children ghosts. Play ball. Okay. Are you able to handle this? <laughs> no. <laughs> in an EVP heard. I don't really understand, but that's why I'm quoting this. In an EVP heard a voice say, take it, like in quotes, say, take it, right before I took a picture. Had an old tennis ball thrown from the small field down to us by the swings. I thought it was like a pine cone or fruit fall from a tree till I noticed that there were none of these things on the tree. Had two other witnesses who were with me who saw it happen as well. The next one is called Dead Children's Playground Adventure. We took pictures of our kids swinging. Later, we looked at the pictures and saw several figures that looked like children watching in several of the pictures. What? They were just hanging out. They were watching. Did they show the pictures? Can you see the pictures? No, I don't think there was a way of posting the pictures on the site, but there are some pictures that you can find online on different... uh, None of the sources I... Well, one of the sources I found. Uh, but there's a couple of them from paranormal, the paranormal people that went by and did an investigation. They have some pictures. So the type of event that I'm about to read has been reported several times, and it's suspected that it's the man who killed the children in the 60s. Warning, please read. Yeah, quote, maybe. According to lore. Went there with two friends at night. Immediately felt like I shouldn't be there. They felt the same. As we were leaving, I saw a figure of a man, but it was a pitch black shadow. Don't ever go there past the cemetery's opening hours, which I'll go over later. And then one of my favorites, DCP, which is the playground scene. My friends and I live close by and would always go down there to hang out. When we would swing, we would always leave the second swing on the right-hand side open because it would swing with us and continue long after we were done. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> they, they were letting the kid play with them. Did, do these kids not have any self-preservation? No. <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, so the playground is open during the daytime. Basically, the after hours is when it when it's night. You can still get in there, obviously, but it it is closed. So uh, a couple of sources did say that sometimes they do have police paroling the area and they'll kick you out if they see you in there. Look, if somebody wants to get into a cemetery, somebody will get into a cemetery. Uh... Well, the park isn't in the cemetery. It's next to it. So you don't actually have to go through the cemetery to get to the park. 
uh, whenever you were saying all of that, all I could all I could think about was uh, Pet Cemetery when he breaks in and digs up his son. Uh, uh, yeah, spoiler yeah. alert for anyone who hasn't <laughs> read that. Whoops. Because that whole, that whole scene, I was just like, <gasps> oh, God, oh, my God, he's going to be caught. He's going to be caught. He's going to be caught. Not, oh, my God, he's digging up a body. He's digging up a body. He's digging up a body. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think I had the same thought. He's going to get caught. I, I didn't even move past that. Okay. Yeah, that's a little weird. Something wrong with my psyche that the first thing I think of is don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Well, then again, we are doing this podcast. So that's true. So what do you think about both the cemetery and the playground? So do you think it's real? Would you want to go there? Let me ask you a question. What happened to the quarry? So they sold it to them, to the city, or they donated it really because it was closed already. They like dried up? Well, no, for some reason they had to close it down. I guess maybe it wasn't making money or they had already gotten what they needed out of it. What if, what if the kids just all drowned in the quarry? Like, that's a good question. Uh, but that wasn't reported. So, I mean, I guess it's possible, but what if there's a monster in the quarry that's eating children? I feel like they would have noticed that by now. Maybe. Okay. No, okay. I'm all right. Let's choose theories. Let me let me be serious. So I think it's unlikely that there was somebody stealing kids then and leaving their bodies there. I would agree. Uh especially since you didn't find any evidence of it. Um, no, not a single news report, clipping, anything. And I and I looked up the years to see if there was an active serial killer or anything like that. Nothing. So I would probably fall back on the uh, influenza yeah. pandemic simply because it came through so fast. It wiped out so many people so quickly. And if you had groups of children that had just passed from a disease like that, who were all, you know, they were all friends. They all knew each other. So in the afterlife, they're going to play together. They're going to get along. And then lo and behold, somebody puts it in a playground for them. Even better. Yeah. And my thoughts too. Remember I said that they were, um, they were quarantined basically. They couldn't leave their house. So these are their friends that they were playing with at school two, three weeks ago. And now all of a sudden they can't see them. They can't, I mean, it's not time of social media. They have no way of contacting their friends. Right. So why not? I, lo- I lost my time. You guys took it away from me. I'm just going to hang out later. Yeah, I, that's that makes way more sense to me. And the children, I, I never saw any kind of report of them ever doing anything hurtful or mean. The only thing is, you know, kind of playing tricks. On the people that were there, but it wasn't anything harmful or hurtful. Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's my final answer. Or Nessie got him in, in <laughs> the uh, quarry. So I guess it's possible. So yeah, I, I was leaning the same way. It, the flu makes a lot more sense, uh, especially with them not being angry or vengeful or anything like that. Uh, 
and you know that they were all buried at the same time in that cemetery and then a playground's put in hey thanks you gave us a place to play so before i end everything i did want to give a last note because if you want to go to Huntsville to see a little bit more information about the cemetery or there are actually several other haunted locations in Huntsville, there are a couple of things that you can do. There's actually an event about the cemetery specifically outside of just, you know, kind of going to the cemetery and walking through and looking at the gravestones, which can be kind of cool when you see some of the older ones. Uh, There's an annual Maple Hill Cemetery stroll that will actually take you through the cemetery and tell you stories of the Huntsville past and the people that are buried there. It's free to the public, though they do encourage donations because, and it's highly encouraged because they use those donations to repair the parts of the cemetery that have been damaged either by time or, let's face it, people, because people suck sometimes. So it's greatly appreciated if you can donate, but it's not required. It's actually one of the longest living history walks in America, and it's been running for over a decade, not including 2020 and 2001, for reasons we all know. There are also ghost walks that will take you around town and talk about the other haunted places within Huntsville, give you the backstories, who lives there, why they believe it's haunted, what you're looking for, all of that. Now, I will specify none of the tours or events that they have actually go to the playground. So you can still go there. Like I said, it's open during the day, but there's not anything specific that you can go to to hear anything about the actual park or playground. They may mention it in the cemetery just because it's right next to it, but there's nothing specific for it. Uh, Nothing I could find anyway. So. That's it. That's what I got. Good job, dude. That was really enjoyable. Um, I'm not, I'm still uncertain why you would put a playground next to a cemetery, but you know, I guess Huntsville does things differently. Also, wait a second. Take a time out. Aren't kids kind of creepy about seeing things like ghosts and playing with them and you could have just stopped aren't, aren't kids creepy <laughs> well that's true but i mean i don't know how many parents i have talked to that have been like yeah i walked up into billy's room and he was just talking and i said who are you talking to and he was like oh well it was Susie." well well where did Susie come from oh she lived here a really long time ago yes and you can't say stuff like that kid what <laughs> What? Okay. Hang on. You have a stepdaughter. Your youngest stepdaughter is. Oh, that's fair. This this girl woke up in the middle of the night one night, screaming, sitting straight up. And I ran out. And I was like, "What? What? What is it?" And she was like, "Paper towels." And I was like, "I don't know what you mean." She was asleep. Oh yeah, she, she was asleep the whole time. It was. She'll do that with her siblings sometimes. Um, she'll, at, even at our house, one time she woke up, Paul and I were in the kitchen making breakfast. All of a sudden we hear Sophia screaming, Gio! And I was like, what is going on? And I, I walk in that direction and Gio comes out and he's like, she's asleep, but she's screaming at me. And I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, bud. 
Yeah. So yeah, kids are kids creepy. are weird. <laughs> yeah, kids are weird and kids are creepy. So maybe that's why they put the playground there. They can see them. They can play together with the dead dead kids too. No, yeah. I don't like that. Super chill. <laughs> Super chill. Well, good job. I've enjoyed this. I'm not freaked out at all. <laughs> We're not hey, going to I the playground. I had to get even with you after the penitentiary one. Oh, come on. I We're not going to this playground. To well, you can go during the day. That's not as scary. It's a playground full of dead kids. What? Fine. <laughs> That's questionable. We might go. We might go. I need to talk to my therapist first. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Make sure you're prepared. Anyways, great job. Um, Thanks. I'm glad we get to do this in person. Um, we're going to have to work on the sound quality. But um, where can our two listeners find us on Instagram, Samantha? At Reaper Tales Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Reaper Tales Podcast. You can email us your suggestions for shows. Uh, any compliments you just want to give us, you can email us at reapergals at reapertales.com. We only take compliments. We don't take criticism. Uh, <laughs> don't make us cry, please. Also, we are currently on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but if you would like another listening platform, please let us know. But as it is, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. That helps us get the word out other people seeing the podcast actually montana said something last night about some interesting listeners that we have um some not even in the u.s which is interesting yeah it's pretty crazy to see who listens to us so hi listeners who are not uh, one of the two listeners who are not in the u.s right. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> uh, yeah so be sure to do all the things we just said um and I take free compliments all the time. So obviously <laughs> until next time.